Well, praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the 126th Psalm. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. The captivity of Zion. It was the Lord who delivered Israel. It is the Lord who delivers Israel. Where there is captivity, the captain of our souls is well able to turn again. The captivity. To deliver. That dreaming returns. That laughter returns. The gladness returns, singing returns, that there is joy. It's the work of our God. It's the very work of our God. What might the captivity speak of? Many things might comprise a list. Concerning the text, one stated, no other people except the Jews ever came back from captivity. The Babylonish tyrant never restored any others to their land, but he did restore these people. The deliverance of the Lord. Turn again our captivity, Lord. Concerning the text, where would the credit go? Who would receive the credit? The tyrant? No. The heathen could not help seeing that it was the Lord who had delivered Israel. No other people except the Jews ever came back from captivity. The Babylonish tyrant never restored any others to their land, but he did restore these people. And the very heathen said, It is their God, Jehovah, that hath done it. And what did God's own people say? When the Lord turns again, the captivity of Zion, dreaming returns. When the Lord turns again, the captivity of Zion, Laughter returns, and singing returns, gladness returns. 
and there is rejoicing. Captivity has its way with people. The length thereof can drain the faith, can strip the faith. Belief breaks down. Hope is lost. Courage falters. And strength craters. What is the answer for the captivity of Zion? First, let's ask the question. Is there a captivity? Are there things captive now? Lands captive, people captive. And with the captivity, the imprisonment, detention, confinement of dreams, laughter, singing, gladness, and rejoicing. What's the answer? Notice what the text says. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. If the captives, if the captivity would sow in tears. If there was this going forth and weeping, the bearing of precious seed, you say this morning, what does sowing in tears produce? What does going forth and weeping produce? What of this bearing precious seed? What's the use? What good is it? Well, the Bible says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. The Bible says that he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Announcement today, apparently tears sow and reap joy. Apparently going forth and weeping, bearing this precious seed, doubtless brings the coming again with rejoicing. And the bearing of sheaves brings harvest. The Voice Bible reads, Those who walk the fields to sow, casting their seed in tears, will one day tread those same long rows, amazed by what's happened, amazed by what's appeared. Those who weep as they walk and plant with sighs will return singing with joy when they bring home the harvest. If you can hear the Spirit of the Lord today, the Holman Christian Standard Bible, those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. Though one goes along weeping, carrying the bag of seed, he will surely come back with shouts of joy, carrying his sheaves. This is the word of the Lord. 
This is the answer of the Lord. The NLT, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. In the NLV Bible, those who plant with tears will gather fruit with songs of joy. He who goes out crying as he carries his bag of seed will return with songs of joy as he brings much grain with him. You see, the reality is the manner of many is to let off planting when tears come. To forsake the precious seed. To no longer carry the bag of seed. To give up planting, to stop planting when tears come. The manner of many is to forsake precious seed in these times. To neglect it. To distance self from it. To set it aside and deem it pointless and useless. There's no bearing. There's no sowing. These captives, this captivity, the answer of the Lord is still the answer. If they would only walk the fields, if they would only cast their seed in tears, if they would only sow in tears and plant in tears and plant with tears, bear the precious seed and carry the precious seed. The word of the Lord today is, if this be the manner of the captives, of the captivity, they shall reap in joy. They shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bearing, bearing their sheaves with them. Now the word of the Lord is truth. And I believe the word of the Lord. Believe what the word of the Lord says. You say it sounds like human effort. Is it human effort that turns the captivity? No. It's human dependence. Human dependence on God. Trust in His promise. Trust in His character. Trust and faith with works. And hope in the midst of tears that the good Lord will do what He does and what He alone can do. Turn again the captivity of Zion. The Bible declares, declares this truth. It's the answer. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. The dreaming, the laughter, the gladness, the singing, 
and this rejoicing. I share these words. We could hardly believe it. We began to talk incoherently as men do in their sleep. We were so carried away with joyful rapture that we did not know where we were. We were locked in the dream. We became Isaacs, for he was the child of laughter. We laughed as Abraham did, for very joy of faith. Sometimes, laughter may become the holiest possible expression. It may be one of the meanest utterances of our nature, but it may also be one of the loftiest. These people not only laughed, but their mouth was filled with laughter. They could not laugh loudly enough. There was no expression of articulate speech that sufficed them at all. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. When they did find their tongue, they could not speak. They must sing. They could not have anything so slow as a mere declaration. They must have a psalm. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Who gets the credit? Who gets the praise? When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. It's the Lord. Listen to what the Bible says. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. And what of our confession? The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. You know, this manner in the midst of tears, in the midst of weeping, the manner that the Lord would desire for His people, the carrying on and the bearing and the sowing and the casting and the planting. And here comes the Lord to turn again the captivity of Zion. And something incredible takes place. The heathen recognize that it's the Lord. They actually credit the Lord with the deliverance. And we know it's the Lord, and we credit the Lord. Is there a captivity? Are there things captive now? Lands? People? Psalm 126, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity. 
Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bearing his sheaves with him. I trust we can all agree and that our declaration would be this morning that the Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad for us, for Zion is a people. The Lord has done great things. We are a part of the people of God. The people of God that live now and the people of God that have gone before us. We hear the stories and we read the Bible. Surely upon reading the history of the people of God, those whom we are a part of, surely upon taking in the text and reading the incredible history, surely we have to say that the Lord has done great things for us. For us and for our families and for our fathers and mothers and for our ancestors even all the way back to Father Abraham and yet further to Father God. The Lord has done great things for us. I'm here to announce to you today the Lord has done great things for you. I mean, when he gave Adam and Eve the promise after their actions drove them into captivity, he gave the promise to us. The promise of deliverance. The Lord has done great things for us. When he gave Noah the blueprints to build the ark, he gave them to us. The Lord has done great things for us. When he pulled the people out of Egypt and split the sea and led us through and drown our enemies. When he gave David the skill and courage to take down our giant. He gave these to us. These are but a few of the examples of how the Lord has turned the captivity of Zion. And we are glad. And what of the great turning of Zion's captivity as the Son of God, Jesus Christ, took on hell and won? Our Deliverer. The Lord has done great things for us. He's done great things for you. And the dreaming returned and the laughter and the singing and the rejoicing. Is it not true we were so carried away with joyful rapture, we were filled with laughter? We had to sing. We must have a psalm. The Lord has done great things for us. I don't know what your confession is this morning. You read the Word, the Lord has done great things for them. And that's your confession. You look at your life, and those aren't the words you utter. The Lord has done great things for us.
for me. You know, here we are now knowing that the Lord has done great things for us. I trust we know that. Experiencing the reality for ourselves, the Lord turning the captivity. There are stories in this place, you'd say. The Lord delivered me. The Lord delivered us. The Lord is the one that turned the captivity. And what do we read in Psalm 126? In the King James Version, Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. The Amplified Bible, Turn to freedom our captivity and restore our fortunes. O Lord, as the streams in the south, restored by the torrents. Ask today, is there a captivity? Are there things captive now? Lands? People? And with the captivity has come the imprisonment the detention and confinement of dreams and laughter and singing and gladness and rejoicing. Are there captives? Are there captives now? Have things been taken captive? Is there need of restoration? What is it today? And who is it today? Ah, yes. Dear hearers, can you join with all the saints and say, the Lord hath done great things for us? This is what happened to God's people before, but now they have fallen into another trouble. So here, how they pray. We see this in the text. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. The dreaming returned, the laughter returned, the gladness returned, the singing returned, the rejoicing, the bearing of sheaves. And then we read the words, turn again our captivity, O Lord. The Lord hath done great things for us. And this is what happened to God's people before. But now they have fallen into another trouble. So hear how they pray. And what is the prayer? Well, it's found right in the text. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Turn our captivity, Lord. There's a man named Barak in the Bible. And there was captivity. And an answer came from a prophetess. There was a call to action. 
And there was the assurance, go, this is the day the Lord has given. Give it into your hand. Has the Lord not gone ahead of you? There was a captivity. The words of Jim Simbala, we need a lot more barracks today who will break through in prayer and then obey God's leading so that cruel captivities can be overturned. Sometimes prayer involves petition combined with much watching and waiting in faith to secure the answer. At other times, calling on the Lord results in a call to action so that He can work through us. Turn again our captivity, O Lord. He's done it before. And he'll do it again. He's well able. You can have the worship team return this morning. Romans 12, verses 15 and 16. The Bible says, rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. It says, do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, share the happiness of those who are happy, the sorrow of those who are sad. Live in harmony with each other. Don't become snobbish, but take a real interest in ordinary people. The message paraphrase, laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. The Voice Bible reads, if some have cause to celebrate, join in the celebration. And if others are weeping, join in that as well. The Lord has done great things for us. Return again our captivity, Lord. Fallen into another trouble. If we can hear this this morning, if they are our tears, let us walk the fields, bear precious seed. Cast seed in tears, sow in tears, plant in tears, plant with tears. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And if they are the tears of another, let us walk the fields. Bear precious seed. Let us sow in tears. Cast seed in tears. Plant in tears and plant with tears. We are the people of God. The Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, Lord. people of God. Can we hear of Matthew 7, verse 12? 
Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. The voice reads, this is what our scriptures come to teach in everything, in every circumstance, do to others as you would have them do to you. Back to our main text, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. I may not be captive today or in captivity today, but there is a captivity. There are captives. There are things captive right now. Lands. People. Lord, turn again our captivity. He's done it before and he'll do it again. So hear how we pray. I pray that we would never become so self-focused, self-absorbed, that we don't care for others, that we don't have a heart for the captives, that all the tears dry up and we no longer feel a thing. For our brothers and sisters, our sons and our daughters that are in captivity, that have been taken captive, he's done it before and he'll do it again. Lord, I pray in this place right now. According to your word and in line with your word, turn again our captivity, Lord. Whatever it is today or whoever it is, we trust in you. Lord, I pray for those that are captive. For the captivity that they would indeed do as the text says and they would sow in tears. That they might reap in joy. They'd bear precious seed. They continue to walk the rose, Lord. And not give up hope and not lose faith. Lord, if they're not our tears today, I pray. I pray that each and every one of us would have a heart for the captive. For the captivity for those that are in that place today. 
Lord, you've done great things for us. We are glad. And now turn again our captivity. Thank you, Lord. You know, Jesus came to set the captives free. To turn our captivity. All forms of captivity, even the self-inflicted. You know, I thought about it a lot this week. The truth is, we can create our own captivity. We can drive ourselves into captivity. We can create our own captivity. Not that we've been taken captive, but we've created it. In our waywardness and foolishness and sinfulness. Yet the Lord can intervene. Perhaps that's your reality today. You've created your own captivity. I don't need to spell it out. You know exactly what I'm talking about as you hear those words. The Lord can intervene. Luke 4, verses 18 and 19, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Captivity. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Captivity. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, spiritual and physical. To set at liberty those who are oppressed and downtrodden. Captivity. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Can you receive Obadiah 120? And the captives of this host of the children of Israel shall possess the land of the Canaanites. As far as Zarephath, the captives of Jerusalem shall possess the cities. It's the work of the Lord. He's the deliverer. Turn again our captivity, Lord. Any captives in the house today? Anyone in your household in captivity today? Lands in captivity? I pray you have not lost heart. God is well able to turn the captivity. And the answer of the Lord today is found in the text. Would you receive it today? Even though there are tears, would you, would you sow? Continue to bear precious seed, cast the seed, plant the seed. And trust in the deliverance of the Lord. He'll do it again. Let's stand in the house.
Lord, we surrender all to you.